Hello guys, thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Cora Kane, for the awkwardly, wait, the relatably awkward podcast. There we go. I knew I'd get it. Um, Today, we are going to be discussing travel trauma or triumph. Me and my sister will be talking about some of our most awkward most interesting, most uh, individual travel adventures that we have been on, and we will be discussing how we experienced this, what we gained from this experience, and maybe a moral of the story. So continue to stay listening, and you will get to hear from us. Thank you guys. sis hey how are you i'm pretty good how are you i'm good i'm good i um have a belly full of baby right now so (laughs) it's making (laughs) it's making me a little tired today (laughs) oh so exciting yes he is kicking me as we speak (laughs) I wonder if he can. I wonder if he can hear me. I don't know. He might just be hearing me. I have you on a headset. Oh, okay. I see. I see. <laughs> but okay. he might have super well, ears. So, who knows? He has super ears. Maybe he does. Hopefully, not super big ears, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you might want to be careful how you word that. Well, I think he'll be okay. That's true. I don't that's think that's, that's the concern. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Starting it off awkward, it's great. Um, <laughs> that's what we're best at. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I've decided to call this episode, this, this episode, <laughs> this episode, Travel Trauma or Triumph. Ooh, nice. I like it. Alliteration, is that the word? That is the word, yes. (laughs) Got it. A plus. Um, I was trying to think of a word that, like, rhymed with travel that started with a T, and I I went into the depth of, like, Googling just, like, words that start with T, Mm. trying to find one that was related to awkward, and... That was too specific for Google, I think. <laughs> you know what could have worked? Is if what? you go to thesaurus.com and then just put in awkward and see if there were any words that pulled up that started with a T. You know, it was probably the simpler form I could have done, but <laughs> I decided to make it extremely hard on myself and give me 15 <laughs> minutes to figure it out. So... <laughs> Thesaurus.com is like my best friend when I'm writing or trying to come up with something like that. So, are you trying to do just, a sponsorship segment right now, Megan? <laughs> no, I just love it. <laughs> I did use that a lot whenever I was in college. I go down rabbit holes and just like, oh, what's that word? Oh my gosh, what are the synonyms for that word then? Oh, but then that word. And it ends up being about 50 minutes as well. So. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You probably know more words than me, though, so. Well, I do have 10 years on you, so that helps. And I also studied 
journalism in English. So that also. apparently our word though right now is the word so. We've said that at least. That's my word. That is my word. Whenever I'm watching my videos, my bar videos, or when I would listen to when I had a podcast, so is the word that I used when I replaced um, which I still use um sometimes, but so is just like, that's my filler word. Apparently it's yours too, so. (laughs) See? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so, no. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, so... Travel. Travel. Let's get back to the (laughs) original topic. This is how our conversations go with each other. We were only supposed to talk on the phone for 10 minutes yesterday, and we ended up on there for an hour. So, y'all might have to strap into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I'll try to keep it short, simple, fun, awkward. Well, you've succeeded. Um, (laughs) Okay. So do you want to tell a story first or do you want me to tell a story first? I'm down for either way. You know, it doesn't matter to me. We, I can tell my story first. Okay. Okay. It's whatever you do. I'll go for it. it. I've done a lot of traveling. Well, not a lot, but I've done quite a bit of traveling over the past few years. But the first time that I took a big girl trip is what I want to call it. The first time I took a trip away from my parents was when I was 17 years old. And I went to New York City with uh, my journalism class. So I was on the newspaper staff at my high school. And we went to a a journalism conference at Columbia University and it that trip in and of itself this isn't awkward but that trip in and of itself really kind of changed my life and made me fall in love with New York City because who doesn't love it and B uh, really kind of sparked my desire to travel more and to get out and to live in a city and all that sort of thing that's awesome But there were several moments that were awkward, like one, for example, at the time, Atusa Rubenstein was the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan Magazine, and she came and spoke at the conference, and me and this girl decided, and she gave us, gave everyone in her, in her talk, uh, her information. Nice. And we decided that that day we'd skip out on the rest of the talks. And we actually went to her office and tried to meet her. And, of course, because we didn't have an appointment and she was the editor-in-chief of Cosmo, uh, they wouldn't let us. And they were just, we tried to lie and say we had an appointment with her. And they just looked at us. (laughs) And they were like, "Uh, we know that you don't. (laughs) I did not know that you did that. (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, I got lost in a protest because it was when President Bush declared war on Iraq because I went to New York just a few months after 9-11 happened. And we, I wanted to, me and a couple of other people wanted to protest and our teacher wouldn't let us. But we had to walk through the protests to get to <laughs> our restaurant. So we just kind of got lost in the protests. Lost air quotes. 
Exactly. And, you know, I took a whole bunch of pictures and interviewed some people as, you know, a 17 year old journalist does. And (laughs) then we got lost from the group and we couldn't find how to get back. And eventually we just kind of stood at a corner in Times Square and (laughs) saw somebody we knew. (laughs) Because this was pre-smartphone days, guys, because I'm old. This was pre-smartphone days. Once we found somebody that we knew, we were able to, and knew meaning like, And we're back. We're back. The last part I heard was you got lost and then you saw somebody that you kind of knew. Well, we saw somebody that was on the trip with us, not somebody okay. that we just kind of, we happened to know in New York City. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> uh, and so I we found some people that we knew that were on the trip and we were able to get to the place where we were going to have dinner that night. And this is where the story gets awkward. Oh gosh. So I was sitting down. I was sitting, we were at this Italian restaurant in little Italy, very touristy spot. Well, I don't know if it was a touristy spot in retrospect, but it was, (laughs) it was a big, it was a big restaurant and we had, it was family style and I thought I was super cool because I was sitting down at the end of the table where all of the seniors were sitting and I was sitting between like two of the seniors and uh, I hung out with some of the people that were my age, but I was hanging out with some of the older, cooler kids. And these were like popular <laughs> kids in high school too, not just down the newspaper staff. So I thought I was hot stuff. And... <laughs> And so we uh, were, you know, eating all this amazing food. It was incredible, you know, Italian food. And this restaurant has this dessert called the Titanic. And the Titanic was kind of like an amalgamation of literally every dessert that they had in this giant bowl. And it was called the Titanic because they had this cake that went into the center of like this tiramisu ice cream dessert thing at the bottom of the bowl and then the cake came up and it had all of this icing on it and then it had three uh, cinnamon sticks through the top of it so it kind of looked like it looked like a sinking Holy ship cow. <laughs> and we were thinking about getting it but it was pretty expensive and we were really full so we didn't know for sure if we should get it and this old gentleman and I'm talking old like probably like in his 70s was sitting behind me and I mind you I'm 17 he's sitting behind me and I guess he's hearing (laughs) us talk about whether or not we should order this dessert and he is full out hardcore old Italian dude like probably in the mafia like he had that slick back (laughs) hair and that suit and that Italian New York accent and that's awesome it was amazing he taps me on the shoulder and he has a spoon full of dessert and I turn (laughs) around and I look at this random person that tapped me on the shoulder and half the dessert on their table was already gone so it wasn't like this was the first bite that he had had that day he taps me on the shoulder and he says you need to get 
I'm just gonna try to do an accent, but okay, I let's hear this. Yeah, I want to hear this. Need to get no, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> You need to get so much pressure now. I don't know if I can do it. You can. You can. <laughs> That's my I'm nervous and awkward laugh. <laughs> you need. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Megan, so, do it. I'm trying and it's just not working. So he taps me on the shoulder well, and he says, You no, need to get the dessert. I'm not going to let you continue this story well, without that was the best. That was the best accent. He taps me on the shoulder. Shoda. <laughs> it says, <laughs> You need to get the dessert. And he puts the spoon in my mouth without me getting a chance to say, No, I don't want to eat after you, strange mafia old gentleman in New York City. I don't know. And he puts this dessert in my mouth. And I am eating this dessert and looking at him, and everybody's looking at me with this shocked look on their face. And I was like, It's really good. It's really good. We'll order it. He was like, you should and then he just turned around and I look at all my friends and we're like I'm like should we order the dessert and they said yes and so we got our own and I ate it it wasn't as good as the mafia man but it was still good (laughs) oh my goodness that is super uncomfortable to say the least (laughs) especially now thinking how time is with COVID. Yeah. Like imagining that now, like almost gives me a panic attack. <laughs> like, I, my mom is, our mom is <laughs> very germaphobic. And at that time, she, at the time, <laughs> COVID had made her germaphobic again. I feel like she was getting chill about it for quite a while, but at that time, she was not chill about it still. And so, I didn't, I never told her the story, I just avoided it because I knew she would flip out. You, she so, knows now, yes. Well, okay, the reason she knows now is because one of the guys wrote in my yearbook that year about, uh, something about eating after a mobster and my mom saw it and she said what is this all about so then I had to tell her the story so no she always knows she always knows she finds out one way or the other Uh, I know but that was that was probably my first awkward traveling experience that's a good one. I mean, that's yeah. that's a land awkward experience right there. It was it was a lot. It was it was a lot, but it was a tasty dessert. I'm glad that I knew what it tasted like before I ordered it. I guess, and I don't think I have any diseases. I haven't died yet. That was. You know, I think you were already known that something had occurred or was going to occur at this point in your life. From that, was that. seventeen years ago. Holy cow. Yes. Everyone, I'm 34. (laughs) 35 almost. No. I still have a few months. That's still low. That's... I'm claiming 34 until I can't anymore. (laughs) Ha ha, I rhymed. (laughs) So, Cora, I want to hear about your awkward traveling story since awkwardness seems to just kind of follow you around. That yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're right. I think maybe 
family thing. I feel like all of us in our family is is awkward. I don't think we, me or you, had the option of getting out of being awkward. That's like true. I don't, I don't think that that was gonna happen. No, not with the combination of yeah, exactly. Greg and Tina, right, right, or Greg and Tina, Treg and Gina. So reason huh is there a reason you did that it's just fun (laughs) (laughs) I mean why not I guess (laughs) I thought you were trying to like combine their names you know how people will do that like Bragelina what is it Bragelina yes no yeah that's not what I was saying I thought that that was the aim you were going for but no just the switch of the first letter. Okay. So tell me, I want to hear some of your awkward travel stories. All right. Um, well, I have a few. I actually haven't traveled that much um, or that far, really. Um, so I don't have that many awkward stories but I guess for somebody who hasn't traveled often I do have a lot I don't know if that makes (laughs) sense but yeah my one of mine or I guess kind of two of mine it was the same trip I was also in New York City you know Um, there are a lot of people there to help create awkward situations yes one turned out really well good I mean they both turned out okay but like in the process it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So, you might, I know, I think you know one of these stories. Okay. So, I'm doing the so um thing that you yeah. do. <laughs> I want to sing along so bad, but I'm not going to let myself. Okay. So, dang it. <laughs> I did it. (laughs) I went to New York City by myself. Three, probably, would that be two or three years ago? It was definitely not three years ago. I think it was only two years ago. Maybe a year ago, actually. It was last February. Yeah, so it's been like a year. Yeah. So, last February, I went to New York City, specifically Brooklyn, And I was working with a church and a family that was running the church. Well, I had only traveled to New York in like groups of people prior to this. I had gone two other times, but it was with a group. So this was a big, big journey for me. Yeah, going to New Uh, York as your first solo trip is a big deal. It was a lot. I don't know. Didn't I go to Boston first? That was the first time that you flew by yourself, but you had me to meet you there. That's true. So it's a little bit different, I think. You have a story about Boston, too. (laughs) But I'll complete my my New York City story. Okay. (laughs) Got to clear those passageways. (laughs) So the flight to New York, I did it. Dang it. I can't help just but hear myself. So I went to (laughs) 
The first awkward thing I think for any travel is the airport. Airports are extremely intimidating and New York just in general is a big I don't remember which one I was at. <laughs> I think you it flew into really- LaGuardia, didn't you? Yes. It was LaGuardia. Yes. Yeah. So I flew there and sure enough the airport was under construction. Always are. All airports are. It's just the thing. Well, this is new information to me. I didn't know that that was <laughs> the thing that airports were known for, but apparently it is. Except for Boston Logan. I feel like there are definitely terminals in Boston Logan that I've never seen. But especially in New York City, I feel like I've never gone to New York without there being construction going on. Okay. Well, that's reassuring a little bit. <laughs> but not for a solo traveler. No. In New York, there's such a, a variety of cultures and languages. It's it's scary to ask people, like, where am I going? Where is this? So I was, I found my luggage. That part I had completed, no concern. But the next big feat I had was to leave the right door <laughs> and find my Uber. Mm. So in LaGuardia... Is there Uber, like, you can't just go right out the exit doors and get one, right? No, you cannot. There is, like, a whole, like, parking garage for Ubers and Lyfts. But I didn't know that (laughs) traveling there. So I go outside. I swear I probably look like a deer in the headlights. I know for a fact I looked freaked out because I felt, like, I felt people looking at me. Oh, no. Because I was in distress. And I see that there's these people just, like, walk, like, funneling down this one tunnel thing. And it's, like, one of those covered construction tunnels that New York seems to have all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you know, I'm just going to take this leap of faith and, and hope that that's the right direction. So I run down there. And <laughs> Do you run down there? I'm like, I don't know why. You, like with your big luggage. <laughs> I'm behind you're holding it, not actually even rolling it, and you're just running. <laughs> it was thankfully a rolling <laughs> luggage. So I was, I did run. I don't know what the need for running was, but I felt it was necessary. <laughs> so I was like running, and then I get to this garage, and there it's just, I. When I tell you I don't know how many cars were in there, I really don't. And they're all like Camrys or like some little like Yaris looking thing, like all of them. And they're like, you need to look for a gray Camry. And there's like probably 75 gray Camrys. And why couldn't it be like a neon yellow Camry? Right. Something that stood out. I remember walking and there was like alphabet, there's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's like this whole line. You guys know the alphabet. There's this whole line of just like letters and columns. And it was just the most overwhelming. I was like, this is a, I'm not going to do well in New York. Um, I was like, this is my first moment in New York and I can't figure out where I'm going. But my Uber driver happened to be like the nicest dude and I was, I don't know if there's a picture. I don't know how he knew I was who I was, but he just did. 
And I was like walking around just like looking. And I was like looking at like trying to look at the back of the, cause you have to look at their license number. And I was like looking at everybody's license number. I was like, I'm gonna get ran over. I'm gonna get ran over. <laughs> and he sees me like looking around and he spots me. He was like, Cora? And he like gets out of the car and starts <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, it's my Uber driver. And then I was like, Cora, there could be other Coras. Like, you're used to your town. There's not that many Coras. So I, like, walked over there slowly. And sure enough, it was my Uber driver. So it turned out well. But my internal, it was just like I was living in a state of, like, sweat. Like, I was just like, this, this is horrible. In February. I don't know. What? Said in February in New York. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, but that was the first event. Um, the second part of that, which I got to the place I needed to be. The first night was great. I, you know, got food. I got all that taken care of. Yeah. And I started comfortable thinking I, like, knew my way around Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, all of Brooklyn. And- yeah, all of Brooklyn. I knew every street. <laughs> I knew every block. <laughs> um, I decided we... Hold on. Mess up. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what that sound was, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. So... I guess this is probably night three that I was there. And we went to one of the family's houses to have dinner and just hang out and talk. Well, one of the guys that was part of the team went with me on the bus to kind of get me going in the right direction because I'd only ever taken the subway when I'd been in New York, mm, not the right. bus system, which is very different. different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he went with me and the first two stops were, were fine. I was like, oh, I, I remember this. Like, I remember this. And like, this was probably like nine thirty or 10 o'clock at night. So this wasn't like in the daytime. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said, this is my stop. You have to get on the bus one more time to get to where you need to go. Oh no! And I said, "You're not, you're not, you're not going with me. You get, you're getting off." And he said, "Oh, you'll be fine. It's just, it's just one more stop. Like, just stay on the bus. It's one more stop." And I don't listen, so oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get off on that one. But I think it was like he said, "You'll see this." I don't remember what it was now, but he said, "You'll see this number on the street. Look for that." Well, I got off, like, two streets earlier. Like, earlier than I needed to. Oh, no. And I get out, and I'm looking around, and I was like, Oh, ain't none of this familiar to me. (laughs) And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I had one of those apps that's supposed to help you, like, find where you're going. But for some reason, my brain was, like, not processing what it was saying. Mm. And I'm not good with directions anyways. So I just, this was one of those times that I was freaking out and couldn't read things. 
because that was just where my brain was at. <laughs> Were you in another um, one of those sweat states? I was, yes, okay. I was in a sweat state. And, you know, it's New- Brooklyn, New York at 10 o'clock at night. Like, you don't go on the, sh- that just doesn't, doesn't make sense. But that's what happened. So I just continue walking and I'm just walking and uh, some more walking and I'm still not seeing anything familiar. I believe I'm going in the right direction. And why for the life of me did I think this is the time to call mom? That was I'm going to call smart. mom. No, not a good move on my half. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call mom. Like, it'll, it'll look like I'll be on the phone with somebody. It'll be fine. Like, I'll be Always okay. Always call your sister in so, that situation. FYI. You know, that next time, that's what's going to happen. Because this was not. <laughs> I say, she said, so, what, like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, um, you know, like, I just hung out with this, this family. And now I'm, like, walking back to where I'm staying and she was like alone <laughs> and I could hear like the anger like boiling up inside of her and I, and I was like oh good I was like better not tell her I'm lost and then I said and I don't know where I'm oh, going oh no foot in mouth I know I was like <laughs> so all that to say is don't call your mom when you're lost in New York City because then you and can't your phone either. I mean, I guess you could. You're right. But it's distracting. I mean, yeah. And there was... It was oddly eerie because there was nobody else on the street at this point. So it was like... That's weird. Yeah, because I was like, this is more eerie than, like, you know, tons of people on the street. So I just continue walking... This story ends well, too. I end up finding where I need to go because I spotted a Dunkin' Donuts. So I knew that that was close. Dunkin'. So I just kept walking. And I've never been more relieved to, like, unlock a door in my entire life. <laughs> like, never more relieved. Um, so that, that was awkward and more of, like, the panicky awkward of, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. That weird state of mind. Yes what's happening and new york is just not a place to get lost it's just not it's so big i had a similar experience in boston when i first moved there did you because it was late at night i had gone to like a by myself i had gone to because i didn't know anybody and it was a girls only event so chris couldn't come with me and it was like a networking event for i don't know people in technology or something And so I was at General Assembly and it was in this part of the city that's old and very circular. And the streets are just kind of windy. They don't, they're not like a grid. So it was really hard. I walked around for 40 minutes afterward in a circle over and over and over again, completely (laughs) lost the subway or the uh, T station. Like could not find the T station. Was like, freaking out i was just i was in this like deja vu kind of um groundhog's day feeling for like 40 minutes mm-hmm. and it was so scary and i was like i know where i am but i don't know because the one train okay so there was a train station and i knew where it was but i didn't know that that train station locked at like nine 
So I didn't know like oh, where no. to get to the other train station. So I kept like circling where that train station was. And I was like, surely there's another entrance to this train station. So then I'd like circle around again and I couldn't find it. And I eventually just like kept circling and found it. I don't know if it just magically appeared um, or what, but it was, it was really scary. That's terrifying. I was just like, what is happening to me? <laughs> I'm in a time war. What is here. this? I'm like two stops up from my tea station, but I can't walk home because there's a harbor between me and the station. So <laughs> I was about to swim in the harbor in like February. So, oh, Lord, uh, oh heck no! <laughs> but but yeah, it's it very is. It's scary to get lost anywhere, but it seems like you just have so many more people and space around you in big cities that it's intimidating. Yeah, and it's and it's when it's dark, like that area for me, and I don't know if it was like this in Brooklyn too, but it was it was not very well lit. Like I couldn't see a lot of stuff. It was pretty dark there too, because all the buildings, like the big buildings that were around, their lights were off at this right, point. Right, because I was in an area that was that's exactly what's happening to me too because I was in an area that's known as the financial district and the financial district is like super busy during the day and then everybody leaves at night and so there just wasn't there just weren't any I felt like I was the only person on the street in Boston and it was the weirdest thing I feel that that's that's the exact (laughs) feeling I had in New York when I was like I was like, I am the only one alive right now. That's really what it felt like. Zombie apocalypse. Yes, yes. That is where my my mind went there, too. (laughs) Um, Yes. This this one's a short, fun, awkward travel experience. On my flight to Boston to come see you. I had not been on a plane since I was like three years old. So I don't really remember that trip very much. Um, And I forgot the feeling of a plane when it takes off. Like I did not remember it being that fun and exhilarating. (laughs) But I think the lady sitting next to me was from Boston and she just did not have it. So I like turned into like a four year old whenever I was on the plane and it started taking off. I like kicked my legs up <laughs> in the, like not in the air, but like up, like, you know, I don't know how to explain that. I'm trying you to show you. You extended like, your insane. legs so that they were straight in front of you. My legs out and my arms just went up. Like my arms <laughs> like you're riding just a roller went coaster. up. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh my God. I like turned around and looked at her. I was like, I didn't know it felt like that. And I like got excited. And she just like looked over at me, like did this like half smile, but like more of the irritated smile. And I, I really think my face was like blood red. Like I know it had to have been because I was just fully in that moment. And I had no concept of like what I was doing and I was nervous but I thought that was a really funny awkward (laughs) moment now I just think it's funny but at that time I was extremely embarrassed I was like this woman's gonna have to ride on the plane with me for the next like two hours so (laughs) well if she was from Boston then she didn't like people she didn't know so (laughs) yeah I kind of got that I got that feeling from a look on her face I was like okay no fun for me I guess it's fine (laughs) That was my life for two years. 
Oh God. No, it's fine. It got Actually, better. Like very kind. Every, the ones yeah, that I'm. Everyone was kind, but if you smile at them when you pat them on the street, they do not smile back at you. <laughs> no, but if you talk to them, you're yeah. good. Like, for the most part, I mean, I'm sure there's some that don't, but I always felt like I could like approach people in New York. In Boston, I didn't feel like oh, that. Oh yeah, no, New York is way better than Boston. Like, it's much friendlier. Not way better. There are definitely things I loved about Boston that it. Okay, I liked Boston. That I didn't but... like about New York. A, it doesn't smell bad. Um, big one there, but uh, and it's much more walkable, but and prettier. But um, <laughs> there was like five butts. <laughs> the harbor's nicer. <laughs> <laughs> the beaches are closer. The train stations are much cleaner, but. The people are not as friendly. <laughs> Probably because you don't have as many transplants either. Mm. So, that makes a big difference. But, yeah. That's a really funny story. I wish I had been sitting next to you on that plane. I know. It would have been much but more enjoyable if it had been you. Like, I, part of me wishes I was a stranger watching you have that experience <laughs> as opposed to your sister. I mean, it would have been fun as your sister to watch you have that experience, but it, I'm just imagining, like, if I'm just sitting on a plane and there's a woman who's, like, in her 20s <laughs> sitting next to me and has that experience. I'd be like, why? Oh, my what, God. I'm what, so excited. <laughs> what is happening? And I need to reevaluate the thing, the way I feel about taking off in an airplane. This one was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> It just went so much faster than I I thought it would. <laughs> it felt like it went straight up in the air. It kind of does. <laughs> I know, but it was just I just got taken over by the feeling. <laughs> she got she got possessed. No, overcome. Yep. Possessed. That wasn't quite the word I was looking for. There's another word I'm trying to think of that's neither of the ones that I said. Not overwhelmed. No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. It's not gonna happen. Meaning the word's not gonna come to me. I mean, I've got so many little awkward as you were telling these stories, I was starting to think about all the different times that I've like traveled by myself and just all of the little awkward moments of just traveling and not knowing where you are and just circling streets and you know, like, mm-hmm. having awkward conversations with people that are, like, sitting next to you. Just, like, a whole bunch of little things. Um, but this, I guess, isn't really a story. It's just my husband, Chris, is really good at perfecting, like, one word in a foreign language. And <laughs> to the point where he sounds like he's from that country when he says that word. And it's typically, like, a hello, like a bonjour, or whatever. So it's not like a difficult word. And Okay. And, but he gets the accent. He's like apparently little little known fact about Chris is he's really good at perfecting accents speaking that foreign language. Nice. And whenever we travel, like not we've traveled to several different places. This didn't happen the first the first time we ever traveled was to Italy. Or traveled outside of the country. But, uh, and then we traveled to Australia, so obviously, 
English, so it's different. But when we yeah. went to Portugal, he, and I can't remember which word it was, obrigado, thank you, or something like that, he perfected it. And people would start, like, talking to him. Oh, no. Portuguese. And then it also- have to be those really awkward Americans that would be, that would have to say, actually, <laughs> we were just trying to be polite and say hello in your, or thank you in your language. We don't know anything else. We have no idea what you just said. And thankfully. We just got real good at no, that one, one thing. Word. Um, but thankfully in Portugal, I swear to you, everyone that we met, especially in like retail, so like if you were, or in the restaurant industry, so if you were out to eat or you were shopping or you were just kind of out and about, everyone spoke English and they didn't make you feel bad about it. So you would start to speak that and you say, actually, that's the only word. And they're like, oh, thanks for using that word. Do you want to speak in English? And we were like, yes. And then they could just talk to you. People were so friendly in Portugal. Like, just that's people awesome. were so nice. We exchanged numbers with people. And like Chris texted this guy for a long time afterward on WhatsApp. Um, just checking Aww. in. And then our Airbnb host in Lisbon was super kind. And he like still messages us like on the holidays and stuff. And like it just everyone was really really kind there and could at least speak sometimes you would walk in and they would before you could say a word they would just ask you if they if you wanted them to speak to you in Portuguese English or French like they just list it out and you choose B I knew how to speak multiple languages like super smart but um when we went to Paris the same thing happened. Chris somehow says bonjour like he is from Paris. And every <laughs> time we go somewhere, he would say bonjour. And then we would say, and then they would start speaking to us in French. And we would get those, like, looks on our faces where obviously we don't know. Like, uh, like head, deer in a headlight sort of situation. Our eyes would get really big. And then they would just look at us with this, like, look of disdain. Like, oh, you don't speak French? And then a lot of people so imagine speak French or at least to choose only to speak French. So it was like this really awkward, like five minutes, probably more like five seconds, but felt like five minutes of just looking <laughs> yeah. at each other and trying to figure out how to say that we wanted a table for two. <laughs> I feel like it was really, it like not that many people spoke English, which is totally fine. They shouldn't have to because they're, they're in France. <laughs> but it was really difficult because everyone expected us to speak French because of the way Chris would say hello. And that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I don't know. But apparently... And then it would just get us in these, like, really awkward situations where we would then have to just... You should have learned how to say, we only speak yeah. English in whatever yeah, I language. I can say that, that in Spanish. That would I can say, hablo muy poco español. <laughs> and then I'm ready. I'm going to speak very little Spanish. And I'm good to go. But if it's any other language, I should just memorize <laughs> that sentence in multiple languages. Yes, you should. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Memorize that. <laughs> I don't know why I have that sentence memorized in Spanish, but I do. I know. I was like, I don't I know, know that one in Spanish. Da, that's a good one to know. Where's the bathroom? 
I probably need to know that one after my last yes, podcast. True. You should memorize that in every language. Uh, even <laughs> just smile. <laughs> to avoid that awkward situation. You know, in certain places, you have to pay to use any kind of public restroom. Like in Italy, they did not have any public yes, restroom. You had to pay, I like, you know, 50 cents to use a restroom somewhere. Even if you, like... I would have been out. Like when we were in Assisi, there was a restroom that was connected to the church um, that we were on a tour of. And you still had to pay to use that bathroom, even though we paid to take a tour there. <laughs> I mean I did because it was like 10 cents or something crazy and it went to the church but like it was still weird (laughs) that's wild dang so I would be out of luck I just have to go to the bathroom by myself I would probably be better to just pay 50 cents well, what if I didn't have so, it? Just always have some change. Well, when you travel overseas, you <laughs> usually have more cash than like if you're traveling in the U.S. Because mm. they're, they use yeah. like, a lot, of, especially like when we were in Italy, we were in a bunch of small towns. And so they didn't take, um, some places didn't take cards. A lot of places didn't take cards in Italy. It's just kind of a thing there. Um, and so we just made sure we had plenty of cash. And then when you take out a bunch of cash and it's like your last two days and you're like, well, I got to spend all this cash and then you get to go shopping. <laughs> That's the moral Which of the story. We're <laughs> 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 we real conservative with how we're like spending it and like alternating with the card if we can. And then it's like day, you know, whatever, last, second to last day. And we're like, we have like five euros. What are we going to do with this? We can't use it at home and the exchange rate doesn't like equal out and you have to pay extra to get an exchange. So let's just buy clothes. <laughs> Dang, I guess I'll yeah. go shopping. <laughs> like, so. I don't know. Traveling's fun. I think it like teaches you. I think traveling alone too is interesting because it teaches you like not necessarily to trust your instincts because mine are not good in directions. Um, but to just kind of go with the situation you're yeah. in. I think you know? one of the biggest things I've learned from both traveling by myself um, and also traveling abroad, whether by myself or with somebody because even though I've always traveled abroad with Chris there have been quite a few times where he's we've traveled because of his work and so I have all my days and most evenings by myself we just traveled there and back um is going with the flow it just allows you like you are subject to whatever happens whether that is a flight getting delayed or um you know, getting canceled or waiting extra long for your Uber or getting lost, trying to find the patience you have to develop (laughs) of like getting lost, especially in a place that you're unfamiliar with or that the signs are in another Mm -hmm. language or in a different spot than you're used to in your hometown. Uh, You just learn to not take yourself seriously and to just go Mm -hmm. in the flow. And if you cannot laugh at yourself and just enjoy those all of those awkward moments that accumulate when you're traveling, then you're not going to have as good of a time. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And at the end of the day, whenever you find the thing that you thought you've lost, it's such 
you feel brave and you feel accomplished. You feel like you did something and you handled it. And that's also something like it, it builds a lot of like, like you, your pride gets knocked down a little when you can't find where you're going. But then once you get where you need to be at the end of the day, it, it kind of makes it all worth it. You're like, I'm kind of glad I got lost so I could learn the street a little bit more or know that this store was down here or just see a different part of the area you're at. Um, So like you said, just going with the flow and being okay with what the travel takes you to. Sometimes that's where the adventure is and you didn't even know it. Oof. (laughs) Love it. Chills. (laughs) And on that note... (laughs) I have nothing more wise, yes. nothing wiser to say. <laughs> I know. I'm like, do we just end it there? <laughs> Actually, if, if most people probably would have, um, but that's not how we roll. <laughs> it's not the relatably awkward podcast if it stops right there. That's too simple. It's obvious. It's Okay, sis, thank you so much for joining this episode of the Relatably Awkward podcast and um, telling us of your awkward travels and your going with the flow moments. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you for having me. I had a really good time. Good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. I'm going to hop off of this, but thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Cora Kane, and your guest was Megan Kane Davis, and this is the Relatably Awkward podcast. <laughs>